Welcome to the Palestinian state. To be able to bring in Hits America, one of America's greatest times of need. Israel refuses help to America. Israel has attacked America since truth. It Chaos seems like reigns as Americans protest about help to Israel. The number the of fall of America will start with an internal down. revolution well, started by the communists. Here real soon Some of the people soon, will start fighting well, against the Lord government. Told me the government will be busy with internal night. problems. The day is going then to from the oceans, when Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, and Mexico, and two of the countries will attack and defeat Americans in one languages in one hour. So great riches to know about novel prophecy. Now, here's what I'm going to do in today's broadcast. I've got an article. Talking about the New World Order, and then a couple of scriptures, another article, and then a few more scriptures. And I think it's going to be real important that you catch this. So let's get started. Headline, Angela Merkel, Trump has almost destroyed the New World Order. Now, I called my good friend Lindsay Williams the other day, and I said, Lindsay, <laughs> tell, tell me what is up with the New World Order. What's the latest from the inside of the New World Order? He said, Stan... He said, they are in a panic. He said, I mean, a panic like I can't even begin to describe or explain. He said, they are saying that Trump is destroying everything. He is systematically, step by step, dismantling all of their plans that they have spent 50 years building up, trying to form a world government. He is destroying all of it, and they're doing everything they can to pull him down, everything they can to remove him, destroy him. And he said, and so forth, have not been able to do it, and they know that they cannot cause this thing to fall apart with him heading it up because he will destroy them. And he said, so there is a battle in world government circles like we have never, ever, ever seen. Well, that kind of fits with what God has told me. Remember, August the 8th, 2015, I said, Lord, I don't have anything to say for the sermon tomorrow morning. What would you like to say? And I heard an audible voice say, this is the time of miracles. Then, which he did a download to my heart and said, as the judgment hits, in other words, as the trouble, as the trouble in the streets, as difficulty hits, so will my miracles. And these are miracles that no one has ever seen going back to Adam. That's what I said then. Now, I labeled them then as double portion miracles because at the time, we'd never thought and never heard that there were seven portion miracles coming forth, but now we have. Anyway, then a couple of weeks later, I heard... This is the days of Elijah. Well, what is Elijah? That's the big preach-off between the 450 prophets of Baal and Elijah, the prophet of God. The 450 prophets of Baal said, no, our God is God. And then Elijah said, okay, well, I'll tell you what, let's have a little preach-off. I'll set up a sacrifice. You set up a sacrifice. And the God that answers by fire, let him be God. And they said, well said. So they set up their sacrifice, and they hollered and screamed and cut themselves. Blood came out, everything they could. They couldn't get their God to answer by fire. But Elijah did, and so they killed the 450 prophets of Baal. Well, today we are in the same kind of a battle. Now let's get to the article. Headline, and Angela Merkel, Trump has almost destroyed the New World Order, dated December 8th. This comes to us from explainlife.com. German Chancellor Angela Merkel has admitted that the New World Order is under threat. Due to the rise of President Trump. <laughs> I love it. Due to the rise of President Trump and the trend of Trump supporting populist leaders winning elections around the world in the past year. The German leader slammed the rejection of open doors and globalism and poured scorn on the patriotic movement 
currently sweeping across Europe, the U.S., Brazil, Australia, and other parts of the world. Frankly speaking, she said, the country I have, the honor to represent, and where I'm chancellor has difficulties, and popularization is something we see in our country as well, which we haven't had for decades, Merkel said. She also attributed increasing populism and polarization to both the Eurozone crisis and the migration crisis seen in Europe over the last few years, following the record influx of refugees. But, said Germany, would not shrink from world stage. Germany wishes to be a country that lends its contribution to the future to solve problems of the world together. We think that shutting ourselves off and isolating ourselves will not lead us into a good future. Protectionism, in other words, that's what Trump is, protectionism is not the proper answer, she said. Angela Merkel, as Chancellor of Germany, has embraced globalist ideology by opening the nation's borders, accepting millions of migrants. Now, she goes into then talking about one world government. In contrast, Merkel said the answer to world's problems was to find global solutions instead of a unilateral protectionist course of action. In other words, like what Donald Trump believes in. In other words, they want to form a world government. They're kind of beating around the bush, but that's what they're trying to say. We want to have a world government. But Donald Trump says, no, we're going to have borders. We're going to have sovereign nations. Now, let's go on. Immediately after slamming Donald Trump and his patriotic presidency, Merkel lavished praise on the United Nations, describing the international organization as multilateral and cooperative solution to the problem of global leadership and added that a multilateral response helped to resolve the global financial crisis of 2008-2009. Well, that's not true. <laughs> that's just not true. That's not what solved it. I can't talk about what solved it, but that's not what solved it. All right, now, let's go to Bible prophecy because here's what I'm going to get to. I'm going to go ahead and jump to the line, but I'm going to kind of get a running start at it. So jump to the line. I want to make the point as it says, and they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. Now, that saying, and I'm going to skip the part of the mingle, we'll talk about that when I get there, but it's saying that when they form a world government, and yes, they will form a world government, but when they form a world government, it doesn't work well. Well, communist doesn't work well. I mean, the only thing that works well is the blessings of God, primarily through a Christian nation, which we use in the capital form of government. All right, now let's go to the beginning part of this. We're in Daniel chapter 2. This is talking about the image. And I dare say, I mean, I know you're probably saying, yeah, well, I got ideas about Bible prophecy, too. And my ideas are just as good as your ideas. Well, I don't know. I might try to take issue with that since this has been my living for 25 years is Bible prophecy. That's all I do. That's what I do. And if you don't believe me, just ask my wife. She will, she will happily tell you he lives and breeds and eats and sleeps Bible prophecy. That's all. That's all I am. So more than that, you know, I've written a book on Bible prophecy, blah, blah, blah. So the point is, I probably have a, I mean, that's what I'm supposed to do. That's my call from God. So I probably have a little bit more of an insight than most people. That might be a reason you might want to listen to me. Okay, so let's go on. Daniel chapter 2, verse 31. O king, thou sawest and behold a great image. Now, here's the background on it. Of course, Nebuchadnezzar had this dream. 
He called all of the magicians, astrologers, soothsayers, and Chaldeans in and said, you're going to tell me the dream. If you don't, going to cut your head off. Well, they couldn't tell him the dream, but then Daniel walked in after having prayed and told him the dream. So he said, okay, here's the dream. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form there was terrible. The image's head was of fine gold. Now, you can read by that, and you might not understand. You might just think, well, the image's head was made of gold. But what you also don't understand is that's really telling you those words are really telling you that one of these days, Nebuchadnezzar will be the beast of Revelation, as in the Antichrist. But it would take me a while to explain that, and that'll get us off topics. So we'll move on. The image's head was of fine gold, his breast and arms of silver, his belly and thighs of brass, and his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. Now, what that just said is there will be four, and only four world governments. And those four world governments began with Nebuchadnezzar, and they conclude with the return of Jesus when he puts them all down. So if you want to know the future, you got to understand that statue, and I'm about to explain it to you. That's why we say it in Texas. I'm going to explain it to you. Okay, so, thou sawest, till a stone was cut out without hands, that's Jesus, which smote the image, that's the world government, upon its feet, that's the ten toes, or the, the seven continents divided into ten global regions, upon his feet that were made of iron and clay and break them to pieces. It's saying Jesus returns in the days of the final world government where they have divided the seven continents into ten global regions and he tears down that kingdom and everybody associated with it, he sets up a kingdom that will never be destroyed. That's essentially what it's saying. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, the gold, broken to pieces together, became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. Now, those words, chaff of the summer threshing floors, those are the real important words there because what it's saying is no one and nothing from all of the four world governments, in other words, no one all the way back to Nebuchadnezzar is going to survive this except those whose name is written in the book of life. The chaff of the summit threshing floors and the wind carried them away and there was found no place for them. Means, the, yes, I know that the nations are allowed to survive for a thousand years during the millennium, but at the end of the millennium, they are all destroyed. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain. You see, when Jesus arrives, just shake terribly the earth. Every mountain falls. Every valley is filled in. You'll be able to walk across the Euphrates River with your sandals on and not get your feet wet because it's that nice and round and smooth. There is no more sea. And there is only one mountain on the entire earth. And upon that mountain is the golden city of 250 miles square. Gold so pure and so clear, it is clear as crystal or transparent as glass, Revelation says. And some of us get to live in that city. All whose names are written in the book of life have access to the city, but we don't all get to live there. Another topic for another day. Let's move on. This is the dream, and we will tell the interpretation there before the king. Thou, O king, art a king of kings. Now, those words, king of kings, those are the next big words to notice. Because there's only six scriptures in the entire Bible that say king of kings. And three of them refer to Jesus being the king of kings. And two of the six refer to this guy, Nebuchadnezzar. 
the fine head of gold, being the king of kings. Well, you see, the Antichrist, that's what he wants to be. He wants to be the king of kings. He wants to be the Christ. The Antichrist doesn't mean against Christ. It means in the place of Christ. And that's what this is really telling you is that Nebuchadnezzar will be the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit that goeth into perdition. He will be the Antichrist. Take me a while to explain that. Let's move on, though. For thou, O king, art a king of kings. For the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. You know how many kings throughout history have been able to say that they have got kingdom, power, and strength, and glory given to them from God? Uh, I haven't counted them up, but I'm going to guess there's less than seven. This guy is one of them. And wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of heaven has he given into thine hand. Means everything that's blocking sun and breathing air is under this guy's thumb. He says, Thou art this head of gold. And after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee. That's the second kingdom. And another kingdom of brass. Let me back up here. The second kingdom is the Medes and the Persians. That's the arms of silver. And then the third kingdom of brass, that's the Grecian Empire. That's a long time ago. We don't need to dig into that right now. Which will bear rule over all the earth. So we're talking about world governments. Now, we finally arrive at what we're interested in because this is the future this particular verse, verse 40, has not arrived yet. But all of this is to tell us the way it's going to look, the structure of the government that will be in place when Jesus returns, and that will be a world government. For the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron. Well, iron is the picture of the Roman Empire. Now, the Roman Empire is not a world government right now, but you watch. The Bible says in Europe, out of the Roman Empire, it will rise up again. It's not dead yet, so it's still really the fourth kingdom. It just hasn't risen yet. For it's just as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things. And as the brown iron breaketh these, shall it break in pieces and bruise. Meaning this is going to be the fourth world government. And whereas thou sawest the feet and toes part of potter's clay and part of iron, it gets a little complicated here. I would love to teach through this and probably will soon, but... Right now, we're trying to make our point to world government, so we'll skip by that. The kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it the strength of iron, meaning the world government is going to be a very, very strong world government, but it doesn't work well. For as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay, and the toes of the feet were part of iron, means part of uh, the European Union and part of Europe, and part of clay. Now, the clay is the Arab kingdom, or the Muslims, or the leopard. Depends on which part you want to apply that to. Part of clay. So the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. Means that the European part of it, the Roman part of it, that's going to be strong. But the Muslims, well, the Muslims don't work well with even the Muslims. They don't form armies too well. They don't work together, not too organized. They don't do a lot of things too well. Whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. Now, I believe that that is talking about probably, uh, if you tie it's complicated, it's probably, just to get right to it, it's probably talking about where the sons of God, once again, will come down and mingle themselves with the seed of men, once again. That's the reason the beast, uh, the image that the beast makes is, well, an image to the beast. It's not in the made in the image of God, it's made in the image of man. Means that probably the Antichrist is half man, 
half-fallen angel or half-Lucifer. But they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with miry clay. Meaning, the world government, even though they do form it, and it will be set up, doesn't work too well. Kind of like communism, doesn't work too well. Capitalism works lots better. People like to be free, and they like to have what they have planted to eat, what they have labored to earn. And in the days of these kings means in the days when they have formed the final fourth and world government, the God of heaven shall set up the kingdom, which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. Now, what that's saying is there's three groups of people at the end. Those people in Christ, those people not in Christ, and those people that are in neither, meaning those people that did not take the mark of the beast, but they also didn't accept Jesus either. They are the corners of the field. They are the people that are not harvested. The Bible calls them the nations. I talked to one of our good friends, and he said, No, 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 I can't believe that the God of heaven, my God is a very loving God, and he is not going to destroy those people. Well, sorry, but that's exactly what the the Bible says. Let me read it again. Uh, In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. In other words, it will not be left to the nations. But it shall break in pieces and consume all of the other previous world governments. All of them. All of them. And it shall stand forever. Now, there we read an article. Now we read a little Bible prophecy. Now let's go to another article that ties this together. This comes to us from neonetal.com. And it says, headline, Civil War. Swedish citizens rise up to protest globalism. The people of Sweden protest against political elite as Yellow Vest Movement spreads. The French Yellow Vest Movement is inspiring other nations to rise against globalism in solidarity with hundreds of thousands of French protesters. As the anti-globalist movement continues to sweep across Europe, the people of Sweden took to the streets of Stockholm over the weekend, protesting the UN Migration Pact. France's Yellow Vest Movement has all spread to at least three other European countries as citizens in Belgium, Germany, and Holland have also started to protest against the political elite. Now, what are they protesting? (laughs) What they're really protesting is world government. They see what is happening to America with Trump coming in. They see how being a protectionist, being a sovereign power, And standing on your own two feet is really better for a nation. It's better for an individual. It's better for a church. It's better for a business. It's better. They don't like having a world government, and that's what they're protesting. But I'm telling you, as a prophecy teacher, it will come. Let's go on. The French movement originally started as an opposition to high fuel taxes, but is now focused on governments as well. As regular, hardworking people feel unheard. As Swedes gathered outside the parliament in Stockholm, one protester said, I'm here for the poor elderly people who paid taxes their whole lives and now are forced to starve. Now, what is going on, apparently, and I haven't researched this, but you read between the lines. Well, these people have been paying high taxes into a socialist, communist-type background government, and now the government is not paying them what they paid in. Well, again, if they had kept the money themselves and invested it wisely, they would have at least had their money with usury. Let's go on. 
Swedish citizens gather outside the parliament in Stockholm to protest against global policies. Swedish flags, placards, and yellow vests were seen, with children participating as well. We are not extremists. We are ordinary Swedes, shouted the protesters. It's not about political colors. It's about the people. One of the speaker's journalists spoke up and said, I'm here for the nine-year-old who was raped and beaten in her junk room. Another said, I'm here for all the women who no longer dare to go out. Why? Because the streets there aren't safe. I'm here for the poor elderly who paid taxes their whole lives and now they're forced to starve. I'm here for the homeless, another said. I'm here for those who don't get what the social contract promises. In other words, they paid into it, kind of like Social Security here in America, but then they're not getting it. French Yellow Vest inspired similar protests in Belgium. Swedes, regardless of political affiliation, they say, should participate in the demonstrations and protest against the politics in Sweden. We don't need more division in this country. It is the ones in power. What? In other words, see, they worked and worked and worked to form a world government. They're getting close to it. But now the people are rising up saying, we don't like your ideas to world government. Again, what Bible's prophecy said is true. It won't work together. It doesn't work well, okay? It's the one in power that wants us to turn against each other. We need to unite. We want the Swedish people to stand together against the abuse of power that's going on in Parliament. Who are they complaining about? They're complaining about their leadership that is pushing them toward world government. Let's go on. We will not give up, she continued. I'm originally from Czechoslovakia, and in 1989, the dictatorship fell. It's called social revolution. Do you know how it started? Why it started with the pen. The written word. The first time there were 30 people that were arrested. The next time, 300. Then there came 3,000. Soon the social revolution was a fact. And we can do the same thing here and now. All right. So they don't like world government. But brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, it is coming. And yes, America will fall. Let's go on. Revelation 17, 12. Now, let me get to the point I'm going to make here in advance. God hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and to give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. See, these globalists think that they are just so smart going behind the people's backs, working underneath the table, working behind the curtain, trying to sneakily form a world government. They're not telling the people, yeah, well, we're trying to form a world government. They're doing everything but say those words. But God is actually the one that put it in their heart. Why did he put it in their heart to fulfill and build a world government? Because one day, Jesus will return. He will gather all of these terror nations down to attack little Israel, and then he will return on a white horse using the morning star, and in one evening and one morning, he will destroy them all. And it takes seven months for the fowls of the earth to eat their dead bodies, Ezekiel 38 and 39. So this is God's great plan to cleanse the earth of evil because he is setting up a world government in which the Lamb, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, will be heading it up, and it will stand forever. And I will say, brothers and sisters, if you are listening right now, and you have not asked Jesus to come into your heart, Jesus to forgive your sins, Jesus to write your name in the book of life, you're running out of time. You are running out of time. 
You don't know, but what? Today is the day you're going to have that car wreck. Today is the day your heart will stop beating. Revelation 17, 12. And the ten horns, that means ten leaders. These are the seven continents that they divide into ten global regions. And the ten horns, these are the ten leaders of the ten global regions, which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. This is about to happen. We're about to see the seven continents divided up into ten global regions. You remember this. One of these days, you can be saying, you know what? You used to listen to this guy on Prophecy Club. You used to tell us this is coming, and here it is. Well, I'm very, very smart. Why? Because I read the Bible. <laughs> Let's go on. These have one mind, and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. In other words, the way we would say it, they're going to make an agreement, and they're going to give all of their power, all of their nukes, all of their armies, all of their wealth, their power and their strength unto the world government. These shall make war against the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. The Lamb is Jesus. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. The ones that are with him are the ones in heaven, the armies in heaven, that follow him on white horses, clothed in fine linen, clean and white. And he saith unto them, The waters which thou sawest where the horse sitteth are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. Means world government, all of them. All of them, all of them, all of them. Yes, there'll be some resistors, but at the end of the day, it still is what they're going to call a world government. And the ten horns, or the ten global regional rulers, which thou sawest upon the beast, that is, talking about the world government, these shall hate the whore, that is, the Catholic Church in specific, Christians in general, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. And it's talking about how the world government will turn against the Catholic Church that will, in the early days, be in cahoots with the, the beast and the world government, and then will begin to turn against uh, the the beast will turn against the, the 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 Catholic Church, but the Catholic Church also turns against all Christians. Now we come to the verse I wanted to get to. For God hath put in their hearts to fulfill His will. See this world government; they can't think it's their idea. It's not their idea. God has put in their hearts to make this world government and to agree, and to give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. In other words, he's put in their hearts to build a world government and to agree and to give all of their power, all of their national sovereignty, all of their weapons, all of their nukes, all of their, all of their, all of their wealth, all of their everything, over to the world government. Why? So that the words of God should be fulfilled, so that he could gather all of the terror armies so that they can be destroyed. Let me go to Revelation 19.11. This is a picture of what it looks like when Jesus returns on the day of trumpets to put down all of the evil on the earth. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. Now I'm going to skip down a little bit. The armies which were in heaven followed him on white horses, clothed in fine linen, clean and white. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that's the morning star, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. And all of the people were slain by the sword of him that sat on the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. If the thought has ever occurred to you, how in the world does he know so much about what things are coming, and especially like Bible prophecy, well, Obviously, I've studied the Bible, but 
I also have access to probably 330 DVDs that have been made at the Prophecy Club over the last 25 years. And I put together one of the best selections of seven of them that I think are probably seven of the most important DVDs for you to own if you want to understand where we are and where we're going. One, The Storm, Judgment, and Revival. You've all heard me talk about Shane Warren. This is his DVD. You've all heard me talk about Maurice Scalar and how he saw the internet coming. He saw people being branded with 666. You've heard me talk about I saw the dollar dead where the guy gets up and says all property has been dissolved. I mean, it's basically a a surrender speech for America. And then the end of times by Augusto Perez interviewed him two, three weeks ago. Will You Survive America's Fall by Doug Metzger. He specifically saw several like for example, he saw a suitcase nuke hit Atlanta and other cities. And then Catastrophe, Meteor, Tsunami, and Earthquake, one of the real big ones by Prophet Ephraim Rodriguez. He's the guy out of Puerto Rico that saw a meteor hit. By the way, that's called Catastrophe, Meteor, Tsunami, and Earthquake. And then I did some research to see if there's other people that could corroborate what he was shown. Seven of our top DVDs valued at $210. All available for a gift of $75 at prophecyclub.com. It's called Prophecies for America. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your gifts of support. God bless.